When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Nothing is more American than the Super Bowl. And at Mar-a-Lago, Fox News' Sean Hannity had a chance to talk with the 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump. Mr. President, happy Super Bowl Day. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you. I love sports. I think sports mirror life. You know, you got to learn to win. Sometimes you don't always win. I know you're not sick of winning, is my guess. Um, but also, the harder you work, the better you do. That's very Americana. Um, what do you love about sports? Well, it is. It's sort of a little bit of a microcosm of life. You know, you have winners, you have champions, you have people that you expect to see that final play. You have great coaches like Belichick. Uh, you have people that you expect more out of. And oftentimes they produce. But then you have people that you just don't expect they're going to do it. And oftentimes they don't. It's a microcosm of life. It's my guy Donald Trump, and that was the last... Super Bowl interview that Donald Trump did, of course, also my friend Sean Hannity, Fox News. Joe Biden now for two consecutive years, declining to do the traditional Super Bowl halftime interview. What a coward Joe Biden is. Miranda Devine wrote a column today in the New York Post. Donald Trump is not afraid to face the nation on Super Bowl Sunday, unlike Joe Biden. And Miranda will join me coming up after Bill O'Reilly coming up at 9.15 this morning. But I want to, before I bring up my next guest, I went to um, Crystal Springs Resort in New Jersey Christmas. And I was working out in the gym, and they had ESPN on. I don't watch ESPN. But a dog was on. I love dog. Russo was on this show at least uh, once or twice a month. And uh, they didn't have the sound on, but I can read uh, the words at the bottom of the screen. And Russo was going on and on about how the Chiefs are done. They're done. They're losing to bad teams. They're embarrassing. The run is over. And Chris wasn't alone, I think. Uh, those three other people on the panel, don't know who they were, but they kind of agreed. And that was kind of the consensus, that the Chiefs were done. And don't look now, but the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. Again, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, Taylor Swift, all of them. And that sets up this matchup on Sunday between the 49ers and the Chiefs. Same matchup we had three years ago, second time in four years. So my next guest, when you talk about legendary sports talkers, He's at the very top of the list, part of that legendary Mike and the Mad Dog combination all those years at WFAN. Now does his own podcast, brought to you by Bet Rivers, the Mike Francesa podcast. And he is the great, and I mean the great Mike Francesa. 
Mike, uh, good uh, good Super Bowl week Thursday morning. How are you, buddy? Good, Sid. How are you? Um, and that was a terrible take because although the Chiefs had a bad patch in the season, and they did, they were in a very easy division. They were never not going to make the playoffs. They were locked into the playoffs from early in the season on. So they were, had a chance to fix their problems, and they did. They fixed the problems they had to fix, and they've taken probably as hard a road here to the Super Bowl as any team has ever taken because they have to go to Buffalo and win and have to go to Baltimore, which was the most talented team in the league this year, and win. And that was a physical, nasty game. It shows you the road they've taken. The San Francisco road has been the complete opposite. They've been home against two teams they should have beaten. They should have lost to Green Bay. And they were down 24-7 to the Lions before they snapped uh, into it with a big run of 27 straight points in the second half. So San Francisco's looked very shaky in the postseason, and the Chiefs have been very impressive in the postseason. That's why I'm surprised that the Niners are a two-point favorite. I, uh, oh, my. I, I, yeah. I really am. I think that is a bad line. I think you're getting a couple of points. I thought it should be Pickham. Listen, the Niners have a lot of numbers based on their regular season dominance. They were very dominant in the regular season. Their offense is incredibly explosive. But what's going to make this game fascinating, uh, Sid, is this. I believe that Spags, who is uh, Spagnuolo, is a very good defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. They have a very good young defense. They have a lot of very good young players behind Chris Jones. They are going to take away McCaffrey. They are going to say, listen, Purdy's going to beat us or you're not going to win. We are going to make you put the ball in Purdy's hands. They're going to bring, I think, they're going to load the box. They're going to put six and seven guys in the box. They are going to take away the running game. They're not going to let San Francisco run the ball and then play action off the run. They are going to make them throw the ball to win. And I think it'll be very interesting to see how good Purdy is. We'll learn really how good Purdy is. And we don't know yet how good Purdy is. That's a good point. And you talk about the defense. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. And uh, Spagnolo, of course, giant fans are very familiar. He won a Super Bowl with us here working for Tom Coughlin. But that chief defense against both Allen and Lamar Jackson has been great. We talk a lot about Mahomes and Kelsey and all that. But the chief defense is really why they're here. And uh, listen, Brock Purdy, great young quarterback. He's had great success. But he has not won that big one. He lost the one to the Eagles last year. Mahomes continues to win big games. I find it almost disrespectful to make the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes at this point an underdog because you'd have to agree in the last, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, the Kansas City Chiefs at this point are, are, are falling into uh, that, that conversation about one of the all-time great teams. No? No question. So the, the, the Chiefs, and when you think Chiefs, you're talking coach quarterback. That's the in the NFL coach quarterback. So you're talking Reed Mahomes. They are on the verge of immortality. If they win this game, they are both immortals. Now they might get there anyway. Andy Reed's already second most winning as coach in postseason history. He's won two Super Bowls, which gives him the credibility he needed. He's already won 25 play, uh, postseason games. The bottom line is they are on the verge of being one of the dominant teams in the history of the sport. If they win another Super Bowl here, that's three in a very short amount of time. That is a dynasty, and that's what we're looking at. Mahomes has a lot of career left. 
And you don't know if a guy's going to get to the Super Bowl, always go to Dan Marino. His second year, he lost to Montana. Everyone said, ah, you'll be back ten times. He never got back. He never went back to another Super Bowl you know, the, 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 There's a funny story about that that you just mentioned, Mike. I'm glad you did because I worked in Miami for 16 years, as you know. They were actually in the limousine after the game, right? So it's Marino in the back of the car, and he's got Nat Moore and Jimmy Seppolo. And, and the guy, Marino, goes to Seppolo. He goes, why do you look so down? And Jimmy goes... Oh, we just lost the Super Bowl, Dan. And Dan goes to your point. Don't worry. We'll be back. And they never got back. I've been hearing a lot about Lang Insurance. They sell luxury home insurance to high net worth individuals in all 50 states. Call Kevin Lang at Lang Insurance. Call 866-964-4434. He's an expert in reviewing your current coverage to save you money, leaving you with your current insurance company or moving you to a less expensive one. Kevin speaks with every new client. Your call, they quote, you save. That's 866-964-4434. Or visit Lang ins.com. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. And a guy as good as Marino, and Marino was as good as any. Listen, people judge quarterbacks by how many suppose they win, which is a little ridiculous because no one can tell you that there's been better quarterbacking than Dan Marino. Dan Marino was as good as anybody who ever played. Agreed. He just didn't win a Super Bowl. Dan Fouts was a great quarterback. He didn't win a Super Bowl. It happens. The bottom line is, though, it's very hard, and you don't know what Mahomes' life is going to be, nor do I. And the bottom line is he'll have a, a drought. We know that'll happen. And that's football. But the bottom line is he has a chance to win three. And three is immortality. As a coach, it puts you on the highest level. As a quarterback, it puts you on the highest level. So they are on the verge of complete immortality. And here's the thing about this game, which you mentioned when you talked about Kansas City not being favored. Kansas City has the better defense. Kansas City has the better coaching staff. Kansas City has the better quarterback. And they have, by a wide margin, the better kicker. That's a lot. Yeah. You're asking the San Francisco offense to dominate the game. Otherwise, you have to like Kansas City in this game. They're better in every other area. That's a great point. They really are, unless unless you're buying into Nick Bosa. I mean, if Nick Bosa can uh, right. take care of Jawan Taylor and make Mahomes miserable, to me, that's their better chance. Look, the Niners are not well, going to score a lot of points. Chance, really. right. You're right. They have to embarrass the Kansas City tackles, who are not great. And that's something they may have to adjust to. And and I'm sure they've spent a lot of the week figuring how and Kansas City's gonna have penalties. Their right tackle is a flag machine, we know that. Okay. The bottom line though is their offensive line is pretty good. It was really good when their left guard was healthy and when he's not healthy. Allegretti's gonna play there. It's a little bit of a weakness. The bottom line is they're still good on the offensive line. They're very good in a couple of spots. They're a little weak in a couple of spots. They have a deficiency at the tackle compared to San Francisco's edge rushes. But they will exploit the edge rushes, Kansas City, by making them the rush hurt them. Because all those guys are is pin your ears back and rush guys. And they have to get there. If they don't get there, if Mahomes is getting the ball off, or if they are taking that away with their play calling, 
then I think San Francisco's in big trouble. San Francisco has to outscore Kansas City to win this game. Kansas City can actually win the game with their kicking game and their defense and their quarterback making the stellar plays you know he will make at times during the game. That's enough for them to win. San Francisco has to be a machine offensively. Otherwise, they're going to lose the game. And Shanahan's got ghosts in this game. And ghosts show up in this game. He was the coordinator at 28-3 with the lead against the Falcons, which was the greatest collapse I've ever seen in sports and was the dumbest coaching I've ever seen from a sideline in my entire life. If you had locked the guys in a room, the Falcons would have won the Super Bowl by two touchdowns. They were ridiculously bad in their decision-making. And then he had a 2010 lead over the Chiefs a couple of years ago in Miami. And... I was at that game with my with my boys and with Julio. We were at the game. He's a big Niner fan. My son Harrison's a big Kansas City fan, so they both were going back and forth. And the Chiefs exploded for three touchdowns in the last nine minutes to go away and win 31-20. So he's had a couple of tough Super Bowl experiences that he's got to overcome, and he's had a lot of Super Bowl success now in recent years. And that plays. It really does. Yeah. Mahomes is going to be cool under pressure. You're not going to shake Mahomes. You might beat him up, but you're never going to shake him. Uh, we don't know that about Purdy and Shanahan yet. Andy Reid, it's funny now, Mike. You know, you think back to that. I was there in Jacksonville with Matt Deutsch. I was hosting the midday show with Jody McDonald. It was the year before Beningo joined me. And it was at uh, Eagle Patriot Super Bowl, of course, where right, Donovan McNair was. Super Bowl. Yeah, when McNair yeah. was throwing up in the fourth quarter. Yeah, T.O. had a broken leg. Yeah, up in, in, in the huddle, which we didn't yeah. know. But they, that was the strangest game. If you go back on a Super Bowl, that game doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. How badly they called that game and how weird they were with the ball and the way they melted the clock and everything else. It was, it, you wonder what went on there. I, I don't think we still know the complete story of what, what happened there, what happened to McNabb in that huddle. But the bottom line is they lost a three point game and Andy couldn't win the big one in Philadelphia. And Kansas City was smart enough to keep him unemployed for two hours and then hire him. And look what he's done in Kansas City. They couldn't win a playoff game for 20 years and now they are a machine. Okay, now they are the Patriots West. Yeah, they are. And they, yeah. and they continue yeah. to win year after year, and they are a fixture in this game now. I love that, Patriots West. This is uh, the great Mike Francesa. Check out his podcast, Mike Francesa Podcast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Now, listen, Mike, I, sports, uh, to me, at this point, is such a great release, especially with what I do every day. I talk four hours about some of the biggest issues in the city and across the world. So you need sports. So when I want to have a conversation comparing guys, you know what really annoys me? Don't do that. You can't compare the eras. Now, look, I'm not going to compare Mahomes to Bobby Lane, okay, or Otto Graham. I get that. But over the last 25 or 30 years, I think it's fun to do stuff like that. And while you're mentioning Andy Reid and the success he's had winning the big one in Kansas City, Bill Belichick just left. According to Boomer, it was uh, actually the Falcons offered Belichick a contract. He said, no, thank you. But he's still widely considered right now. Uh, not widely, but maybe the greatest coach of all time, maybe moving ahead of guys like Landry and Shula Brown, the rest of them. Where do you put Andy Reid on the list of all-time great coaches? Andy Reid's right there. He's a great offensive coach, and his level of consistency year after year, you look how many times, and this is what great coaching's about. Listen, 
you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days in the postseason. You're going to have heartbreak. If you play in enough Super Bowls, you're going to lose some. That's just part of it. I mean, Belichick's lost some heartbreaking games, and he should have lost more. He won a couple that he stole. He stole the Seattle one. He stole the Atlanta one. So the, he could easily have two more losses. The Giants broke his heart twice. Uh, so the bottom line is it can happen to anybody there in the one game. But when you look at guys who can churn out, 12 wins, 12 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins, year after year. Go look at how many years Andy Reid between Philadelphia and Kansas City has won double digits. He's won double digits almost every year of his career. That's great coaching. The guy's a tremendous coach. He ranks right with the top. I mean, you're not going to put him above the best. I believe that the two greatest coaches of all time, and Belichick isn't one of them, okay, are – Lombardi, who was the greatest coach and the greatest motivator, and only lost one playoff game in his life, his first championship game, and you know the whole thing, nine yards short, we will never finish nine yards short again. They never lost another game in the playoffs. He was nine in one lifetime. He won 90% of his playoff games. He won every game, big game he had after 1960, the rest of his career. I don't think anybody touches him. Paul Brown is second because he was the innovator of everything that's in modern football, was developed by Paul Brown. He's the most brilliant football mind of all time. There's no debating that. And then you put guys in after that. That's where Belichick is. Belichick ranks with Tom Landry. He ranks with all of them. And they're a great coach. You can take the guy you like. You might like Joe Gibbs. You might like Parcells. You might like Walsh. It doesn't matter. They're all great coaches. They're all great, great coaches. I mean, there's no difference between Belichick and Parcells. As a matter of fact, if you gave me one game and asked me to coach the one game, I would say, let me see what I have on the field, and then I'll tell you whether I take Parcells or Belichick. i tell you right now, I might take Parcells. Well, let me say this. Belichick. He was a great one-game coach, too. So he was. There's so many great coaches. Belichick is an amazing coach for two reasons. He changed the game dramatically. What Belichick left as his, his symbol and what is that he gave the game was this. Before Belichick, teams played a certain way. The purple people eaters were the purple people eaters. The Cowboys were the multi-flex offense and the flex defense. The Bears were the monsters of the midway. You had one way of playing, and that was it. Belichick decided, no, we're going to play this week against that opponent, and we're going to design our game plan and be that team. Maybe we're four wide this week. Maybe next week we line up with a jumbo set and we run the ball 50 times. The bottom line is he now made it a week-to-week game, and now everybody does that. And that's what he changed in the sport dramatically. He changed that. He brought that into the sport. He innovated a lot of things. A lot of things that are done in the fourth quarter were all developed by Belichick. I can go into the chapter and verse with you if we had enough time. But I I can play that. He's a brilliant, brilliant coach, and he deserves to be in the top five. But I can play devil's advocate here for a second. UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions. And cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see her in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry... And our shared frustration when it came to UTIs. We were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. 
We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to Ucora.com today. Ucora.com. And yeah. uh, here's where you're going to gobble me up, and I'm ready for that. I'm okay yeah. with that. Uh, Parcells won in a bunch of different places, okay? Uh, right. You know, Belichick had the one double-digit win sin in Cleveland. I get that. Then he goes to New England. Now, now, listen, he had Lawrence Taylor when he coached the Giant defense. He goes to New England. Uh, Mike, since Tom Brady's left, he's nine games under 500. So he right. had Taylor with the Giants. He had Brady with the Patriots. You remove those guys. Not a ton of success. Are we overrating Bill Belichick? No. See, listen, if you go through all of them, they all had great players. Landry lost Super Bowls when he wasn't smart enough to play Roger Starbuck at quarterback, okay? Uh, he played True. Craig Morton in a game instead of Starbuck, which you look back on and say, what are you out of your mind? True. Okay? His own players were telling him, Tom, play the other guy. He didn't like that he broke the plays, so he didn't play him because he would not stay to the game plan, and he liked to improvise. And Landry wasn't ready for his improvisation, so he didn't play him. You, all players have great players. Walsh had great players. Gibbs is amazing because he won with three different quarterbacks. So three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. And by the way, almost had four. If Jake Schrader yeah, beats it, the Giants, he could have I mean, had four. Gibbs is, an, <laughs> is a great coach, a great coach. I mean, so, and Walsh, I mean, all of them, they're all great coaches in their own regard. But you're not going to win without talent. And the thing, here's what Belichick has done. He's been exceedingly stubborn. And he did not allow other people's opinions to help him. He is not good at picking skill position players on offense. He is not at a good he does not have a good eye for quarterbacks. He does not have a good eye for wide receivers. The bottom line is he's a brilliant tactician. He's a great defensive coach. He's a brilliant special teams mind. He is not a great offensive mind. That's not his yeah. thing. He's great at stopping offenses, right. but he doesn't pick players well, and he has not picked players well in New England, and they were left without any talent. I don't know if, uh, fair enough on the way out then, Mike. I love Belichick, by the way. I just wanted to see what you were going to say because you know the history of this league better than anybody. So hey, Listen, uh, I think he, they're, they're all good, and they all have weaknesses. Yes. But, uh, to me, when they say the greatest coach undisputed, he's not. He, I give him great credit for his longevity, which is amazing, but to me, there's only one Lombardi that's why his name's on the trophy. Fair enough. Although Chuck Noll, by the way, was 4 0, but he had oh, 18 Hall of Famers. Yeah. Again, uh, a brilliant coach <laughs> who gets left in between the cracks. But yeah, he uh, does. Absolutely. Four games, four wins. But you know what? Look how many Hall of Famers he had on that team. I, I mean, mean, the whole team was Hall of Famers. The whole team on offense and defense. You're right. So on the way out, based upon the majority of this discussion, it's easy to figure out, Mike, that you like the Chiefs. Uh, I don't want to. Well, I've been on the Chiefs. I've been on the Chiefs against the Bills, and I held my breath. I was on the Chiefs against the Ravens, even though I think the Ravens were the best team, and let's be honest, if Flowers doesn't get stupid yep. and first get the penalty and then fumble the ball on the way into the end zone, if that's a touchdown, I think Baltimore's here. Agreed. And Baltimore is was ferociously talented. Ferociously talented. They killed the Chiefs in the second half. The Chiefs couldn't get a first down in the second half. They basically held on for dear life. Uh, so the best team doesn't always win. I don't think the best team is here. But the teams that are here, I think Kansas City gets the edges, and I think they'll win a close game. Uh, huge to have you here on this uh, Thursday, Mike, just a couple of days before this big Super Bowl. I can't thank you enough. You know, I love you. Thank you very much. My it means a lot to me. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right. Take care. There he is, the great Mike Francesa. Check out his podcast, the Mike Francesa Podcast, brought to you by Bet Rivers.
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com